Hello, and welcome back, or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm always posting. Usually on Twitter, I'm on, I'm on there like all day, every day, usually. And TikTok, maybe I'll make a funny one here and there. You know, I've been trying to better run my content. I just don't know what to do. Which kind of brings me to the start of the show here. Um, going to be going to one show a week here for a while, probably until football season comes back. You know, I've been struggling with um, what to do for content-wise. You know, I don't want to, you know, have too short of shows or not have enough info. Just kind of sitting here just saying words, not really talking too much. Um, so I felt that it was in my best interest and for the show's best interest. If I only did um, one show per week here for a while, kind of figure out, you know, I'm still like I've talked about it a little bit. I don't really know what I what I want this show to necessarily be. What I, you know, the the full direction that I have for it. I just know that I wanted to start a podcast. I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about issues in the world. Um, so just trying to navigate that, trying to figure out, you know, kind of really what I want this to be. I feel like it's best to do one show per, per week here for a while now. So I'm just gonna be doing shows on Thursdays now. Just once a week, you know, new episode weekly. We'll be talking about whatever's going on, previewing whatever's going on, stuff like that. On my today's show, you know, <clears throat> hitting a lot of news topics, a lot of stuff that's been going on. Start there, you know, then I'll be sticking around having my top five on a weekly basis. One love, one hate on a weekly basis, doing both of those, you know, simultaneously in, in the one show. Um, like today, I'm going to be talking local basketball. That's going to be a little different as well, you know. I'm not going to be kind of diving too deep into things. Um, and then, you know, today I'm finishing off the show with uh, just my conference championship thoughts. Um, you know, just from what had happened over the past weekend where I see the Bengals feature going, the 49ers feature, stuff like that. So that's just kind of the direction I'm, uh, the show is going to be leading right now. I'm just kind of trying to find my footing, kind of figure out what I want this to be, you know, where all, all those kind of things, what I want this show to be, you know, who I want to be on this podcast. Stuff like that, you know, I know that I definitely love talking about sports, I definitely love talking about issues, I definitely want to be a voice for change, so those are things that I want to try to um, incorporate as much as possible, you know, I do like talking about gambling, all those things, it's kind of, just kind of want to find my footing, I feel like doing one show a week now for for a little bit to kind of try to figure that out and uh, kind of force myself and allow myself to try to come up with better content, better, better segments, better stuff like that, you know, hopefully work on trying to get some interviews. I feel like I can just give myself and give, you know, listeners and people that eventually will listen a better product and, you know, really make this into something. So that's just where things stand right now. And let's, let's get into today's show. We have tons and tons of news, you know, Tom Brady finally announced his retirement, finally retiring from football for real this time. Um, I hate to see him go, but not surprised. You know, they had, had a pretty bad year. He did okay, but I didn't think he looked like his best self. You know, I feel like it was time for him to retire. So I'm happy that he decided to do that. You know, it's going to create a lot of, a lot of, um, kind of new quarterback rumors. It'll be swirling. You know, there's teams that were interested in Tom Brady, possibly the Raiders, the 49ers, Dolphins, possibly teams that were in there. So really going to see, you know, what those teams do with their future now, you know, it's going to create a, an open spot in the quarterback market. Sorry, quarterback job has opened up, you know, and also it, it's really the end of an era. You know, Aaron Rodgers is really the last quarterback from my childhood who's still really around. You know, I grew up watching Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Big Ben, you know, watching those guys for ever since I was a, a young boy, you know, and seeing them all retire now, it's kind of a sad day, but, uh, that's just life. That's just what the future goes on, you know. And Tom Brady also had to he had to come out and retire so that everyone knew that he was in Florida and not Wyoming because, you know, the rumors were swirling that he was possibly in Wyoming with Jeffree Star. 
rumors have been swirling all about that. If you're not familiar, Jeffrey Star, he's a makeup influencer type. You know, um, he's he's a gay man, I believe is his pronouns. I'm not sure what they are, um, but that's just what I know him as. Um, he's posted that he was on a private jet with some football players. Team wasn't in the playoffs. Yada yada yada. Then posted a picture over the course of this last weekend. You know, at some Wyoming little fucking shack or house or whatever the fuck he has out there. But the boyfriend had turned around super tall. To me, it looked like the back of Tom Brady's head. But rumors are swirling. You know, it's kind of a kind of got the internet ablaze. If you're not familiar with it, go check it out. You can find that pretty much anywhere. But uh, Tom Brady just had to beat those rumors. You know, make sure everyone knew that he was not the one that was in fact sleeping with Jeffrey Star. <clears throat> a lot of other NFL news going on. You know, we had a couple head coach hirings as well. Kellen Moore, um, he got fired from the Cowboys as their offensive coordinator. He is now going to be the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. You know, Justin Herbert, another one, trying to beat those uh, Jeffrey Star rumors as well. See what he can do. You know, he gets the upgrade at quarterback. I think it's a good thing for him getting out of that situation um, that Dallas is. I think Dallas is just a never, never-ending pit of fucking toxicity. It's a horrible fucking. It's one of my opinion. It honestly is one of the worst brand franchises in the NFL. I mean, they have the resources, they always have the talent, but they can never seem to win. Something definitely is wrong there. I mean, it's been wrong there for years and years and years now. So. Nothing new there. You know, a couple head coach hirings. Sean Payton, he is now going to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. The, uh, the Saints traded him to the Broncos for a first-round pick and something else. I'm not sure. Saints get themselves first-round pick. You know, I live down here in Louisiana, so I've been very immersed into the Sean Payton getting traded rumors. You know, I'm not being too far from NOLA. Um, <clears throat> seemed like the fans really wanted to get that trade, get that first-round pick possibly. You know, and then they also... Just to get rid of that and not have to deal with that anymore. It's, it's a good thing. Good thing for them. And then D'Amico Ryans, defensive coordinator for the 49ers the past couple of years, been a hot name, a hot, a hot commodity. He's now going to be the head coach of the Texans where he played and was drafted to early on in his career. So that's cool for him. You know, he's one of the top defensive minds in the NFL and the football in general. So excited for him. Excited to see what he's going to do. You know, I could see. You know, maybe with a defensive-minded coach, Texans going in the route of drafting a defensive player instead of a quarterback, possibly. I mean, he's, I mean, he coached 49ers defense, had tons and tons of talent. It was working with an offense that never really knew who the quarterback was, and the defense always seemed to be there when when the, when the offense needed, needed them. So I think that really shows you what D'Amico Ryan did as a play caller and as can be as a football coach. I had one at, at a minimum there. So I'm excited for him. I think that's probably going to turn out to be one of the better hires of this offseason. I don't see much success for Sean Payton um, in Denver, really. I mean, it's going to make sure to see what he can do. Obviously, Russell Wilson will kind of try to revitalize his career as well, but I'm not too keen on it actually being a full success. I really don't think that uh, the Broncos are in a position to be a successful team in the next couple of years, nor do I think with the giant contract that Russ has is gonna, really going to help them out really at all. So we'll see, but that, you know, that's just kind of, the, those are the head coaching hires so far. Um, I don't think there's still two out there. The Cardinals and then I don't know who the other one is. The Cardinals and somebody else. I don't know. But other NFL news, Arian Foster came out um, earlier this week and said that uh, the NFL's rigged, um, you know, and that there's a script that they gave before each season. You know, it's kind of sparked a funny, some funny bits on Twitter talking about, you know, NFL players getting their skits before certain seasons, like Aaron Hernandez. I tweeted out one about Ryan Leaf. I mean, all the crazy, funny scenarios that have happened uh, throughout the history of the NFL the past quite quite a few years, and everyone's been joking about those. So we'll see. You know, I, I think the NFL definitely scripted after watching last weekend. We'll talk more about that here in a bit, but uh, whatever. That's really all for 
was, I guess, you know, Stetson Bennett, he got fucking arrested for public intoxication, you know, happens to the best of us. I once got a minor in possession, and, you know, I didn't run from the cops. I just stood there and let it happen. That's just how, this is how life goes. But, and then the last bit in, oh, there's only, oh, yeah, two more bits of news here. Mr. Beast, if you're not familiar with him, you know, a very popular YouTuber, um, always doing crazy giveaways, always doing crazy stuff, you know, to give people money to kind of give back. Um, his latest video was helping, um, thousand blind people be able to get the get vision. He paid for all their surgeries. Um, really cool deal, you know, but of course the internet the internet trolls, you know, everyone's like, oh, how could you do that? Or, you know, that's not enough. You should do more, stuff like that. So nonetheless, awesome move by Mr. Beast. Like, if I could do that, that would be the dream. I would love to help people like that. So anyone that dogs on him for doing that, you're just a little like piece of shit garbage, basically. So sorry if that hurt your feelings. Last bit of news that I saw that was probably a little bit of internet controversy um, over the past couple of days was whether people shower in the morning or shower in the evening. And I'm sitting here confused but people don't shower both times a day. I shower morning and every morning and every night I always shower. I don't know if that's just because I have ADHD or OCD or possible autism, but that's just, I just shower twice a day because it just makes sense to me. I wake up dirty, but I sweat like a pig when I sleep because I'm got a little bit of fat on me and I get sweaty. And throughout the day, I shit my pants, I piss myself, sometimes I pre-cum in my pants, you know, sometimes I'm sweaty, sometimes I go to the gym, sometimes, you know, I have to wrestle an alligator, I mean, crazy things have happened throughout my life that I have to shower for the day. One time, I was working in a manhole, and fucking, my lead digger pulled up on a water pipe that was supposed to be there, and it fucking shot our laser pipe down the wall, down the drain, and I had to go get into a fucking sewer manhole that had a bunch of shit and fucking a bunch of water in it, fishing for this laser. Think I was gonna go home and not shower? You're fucking dead wrong. I went home and showered immediately because I had shit water all over me for fucking ten hours out of the day. So if you're not showering in the morning and the night, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. But I don't know. I just, twice a day. That's just that's the normal way. Like to be clean. Call me crazy, but I don't, I don't see how you could do it any other way. It just doesn't make sense to me. But that's really the only news I got for you today. You know, only crazy stuff. You know, I'm really with hopefully doing one show. You know, I can kind of get more news, more stuff to talk about on the start of the show, you know, more stuff to share my thoughts on. That's kind of why I wanted to move more to one, one show a week as well, you know, just with that and not having a lot of, you know, sports really going on right now, just a lot of college basketball and NBA and stuff like that, you know, without the, without the NFL, the stuff that I really feel like my knowledge is best at, don't really feel like I should be doing two shows. So, but for this week's top five, I'm ranking my top five reality TV shows you have to watch with your wife or your girlfriend, you know, because you know they're going to watch them. So these are the ones that I enjoy watching with my wife. These are the ones that I enjoy that are good, you know, keep me interested. Number one, Southern Charm, dude. I love that show. It's got guys and girls, you know, it's set in fucking somewhere in South Carolina, some uppity place. What is it called? Um, Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. Uppity people. I love it. You know, it's got a little bit of drama. It's got the dudes. It's got the girls. It's all around just a fucking, it's all around just a good show. My second favorite is Winter House or Summer House, kind of the same thing. Yeah. People go to the house for a winter or summer or whatever the case may be. Live there, work there. You know, it's got some of the people from the Charm have been on there the past couple seasons. Has its own really good cast. You know, I really enjoy it. Same thing, thing drama. I love the drama. You know, it's got guys and girls. So that's what really keeps me intrigued. A third favorite, though, is Real Housewives Salt Lake City, mostly for my girl, Whitney Rose. She's absolutely beautiful. absolutely love her. That show is so good, dude. It's always got the drama. These, these women are batshit crazy. One woman was, like, fucking doing taxes. No, 
calling all tax evasion, doing tax fraud, stealing money from people. That's been awesome to watch play out. Just a good show. It's got good drama. And like I said, my girl Whitney Rose, check her out. She's beautiful. I love her to death. My number four, Beverly Hills. This is more, you know, the rich and uppity people of the world, the more elite people you'd like to say, because considering they're living in Beverly Hills. Just excited. I just love that one because, for the most part, it's these rich women that fucking argue about the most petty shit. And it's like, really? Like, if I had your kind of money, I wouldn't fucking be hanging out with these fucking women, listening to them fucking bitch all the time. I'd look at my wife and be like, no, you're not doing that. But whatever. And my fifth, last one, Real Housewives of Potomac. That one's, they always have the drama. They're always throwing hands on there. It's a bunch of black women in Baltimore, dude. Nothing better. I mean, these are uppity. These are outstanding women. Not like they're, I'm not saying that. But, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're always going at each other's throats. It's always fucking interesting, always entertaining. So, absolutely love that one. So, that's my top five shows to watch with your wife. She's adamant on watching reality TV. Check those ones out because I enjoy them. So, you probably will as well. Like I said, we're going to be doing top five every week, um, every show. And then also doing one love, one hate. You know, just hitting on these things that I like to talk about. This week, I'm loving on reading. I've been reading a lot lately. I've been reading books. I've been getting into uh, Jack Carr's books. Um, it's called The Terminalist. Read the first one, read the second one. Got a TV show out on Amazon. Absolutely fucking unreal. The books and the TV show. Binge watched the TV show last night. Watched all eight episodes. I was up till like 4 o'clock in the morning. I just couldn't, I could not finish it. It was so good. Kept me interested. Same way the book did. But you know, I've really been getting into reading lately and <clears throat> really been trying to work on my mental health and I feel like, you know, escaping into a book has been a lot better than, you know, sitting sitting around watching some stupid TV show that has no point to it, like reality TV or just any other thing else. So really begin to reading, really loving on reading. So if you get the chance, check out those books there. I can't recommend them enough. I like I said, they'll keep you interested, you know, it's a lot of military stuff, um, kind of political stuff, stuff like that. It's really interesting, really, you know, kinda of gets a good perspective on what could happen to Know, with our politics, what may already be happening, corruption, stuff like that. And it kind of goes along with a lot of stuff that I believe in. So if, if you're kind of heard me talk in the past and agree with some of my stuff, definitely check them out. I can't, can't recommend them enough. That's hands down by far my favorite book right now of all time. Hands down. This week, though, I'm hating on laundry. I had to go do laundry today, so I figured what else? What else better to hate on than laundry, man? It's never ending. It seems like you always have to do laundry. I can't imagine what it's like. When that kid, man, I remember growing up with a bunch of siblings, you know, always having their laundry, you know, all these little socks all around. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when I have kids that have to do laundry. Laundry is just absolutely worse. You got to clean it, then you got to fold it, then you got to put it away. It absolutely puts me in a bad mood every time. It's always just fucking a pain in the ass. But at the same time, can't have clean clothes, you know. Like I said, I shit myself sometimes, so I got to stay fresh. I got to stay clean. So hating laundry, though, because laundry is more just a pain in the ass than anything I got a little bit of college basketball to talk about. And like I had said earlier, you know, kind of, kind of get a mix up um, how I'm doing this. You know, it's it's really hard to talk about college basketball um, when they don't have the lines out. It doesn't really give me an idea of what Vegas is thinking, give me an idea of what the general public's thinking. You know, I know I don't know as much as I used to when I was a young chap watching college basketball. Man, I used to fucking make my own rosters. I used to fucking be tracking the data, tracking all the games because I was just an absolute nerd like that. But now in my adult life, I don't, I haven't created as much time to really get into college basketball as I used to. Um, and so important that I don't feel like I'm always giving out, you know, the best advice and not having those gambling lines makes it hard. So kind of what I want to do is more just kind of highlight, you know, the games I'm looking at over the course of the next week. So like today's Wednesday night, you know, I'm going to be talking about games from 
Thursday to next Wednesday. So the games that I think you should be looking at, games you should be paying attention to, going to have big impact here to close out the stretch before the tournament starts. And then once the tournament starts, going to do like a whole tournament breakdown. That'll be fun. I'm thinking about doing my own little uh, <clears throat> bracketology group, so I'll definitely you know put that in so then we can get some hopefully some fans, some friends, some listeners you know in there and uh, be making our picks. So, but yeah, so, you know, there's no big games Thursday or Friday. Nothing really tickled my interest. You know, Saturday board is pretty fucking loaded, though. Got quite a few good games. A lot of, a lot of ones I'm really interested to watch. Um, start off Kansas, Iowa State. That one should be really good. You know, Kansas got their big, a big one against Kansas State earlier this week. Iowa State's kind of on a two-game slid or skid right now. They're not looking the best, but Iowa State's been really good defensively. Kansas can really score. This one is at Iowa State. I feel like Kansas will probably be favored. I do like Iowa State in a little bit of a bounce back spot right here. Auburn, Tennessee, you know, Tennessee ranked two right now. I'm playing unbelievable. Sorry, I just can't have to say this. There's six top 25 matchups on Saturday. So this is why I'm talking about these games because they're all they're all jam-packed. Auburn's 25th, Tennessee's second, or second right now, yeah. Playing really good. Tennessee has been really unstoppable. Auburn kind of been up and down, had a couple struggles here, love, as of late. Um you know, more than likely, I feel like Tennessee is in favor. They're at home. They're kind of really trending towards getting a one seed for sure, looking like one of the better teams in the country right now. So I'd be very surprised if they don't come out and take their uh, take their business against Auburn. Miami and Clemson, there. That's another top twenty-five matchup. You know, Miami's at twenty-three. Clemson's at twenty right now. Clemson, one of the surprises in the ACC this year. They've been playing really good basketball, um, but. I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down Miami offensively. Miami is just one of the better teams in the country offensively. They can put up the points when they need to. Saturday, I think it's going to be one of those days. You know, they're really trying to fight to get themselves up to a, a top four seed right now. Um, you know, higher the seed, the better chances that we make the final four are. So I, that should definitely be a, a fun one to watch. And then another really fun one in the state of Indiana, number one for Duke going to number 21, Indiana. Indiana's finally ranked. You know, this should be a ruckus environment there on Saturday. I really feel like the upset's going to happen this weekend. I'm, I'm really, I'm really feeling an Indiana Hoosiers W at home as well. You know, they've been playing really good. I really like Tracy Jackson Davis. I think he's going to be able to dig over the game. You know, at home, I, I don't see how Purdue walks out of there. You know, without barely escaping defeat or something like that. I'm sure line's going to be in Purdue favor, um, but I really like Indiana money line more likely on that one. Texas Kansas State should be a really fun game. Um, both these teams in the top 10 right now. Both these teams have really been able to score the ball. Okay, defensively, I really like the over more than anything in this one. I'm going to I'm gonna assume it's probably going to be at a minimum 140. Um, 150 seems too high. So if it's sitting 140, 150 range, I really like it. Anything higher is really questionable. Um, but I expect a lot of points in that one. And then the last game on Saturday, um, Kansas-St. Mary's. St. Mary's has got themselves ranked. They've been playing really good basketball. Gonzaga. Not playing as good as they used, you know, in the years past. They're still playing really good. Got Drew Timmy still. So I, I think Gonzaga will pull this one out, but don't be surprised if St. Mary's pulls off the upset at home. You know, they're at home too. I really that could play into their advantage. Um, we'll have to see. Sunday, Monday, or Sunday, there was not not a lot of games that really looked too interesting. Monday though had a couple. Duke, Miami. Duke is playing North Carolina actually on Saturday. Got that rivalry. Both these teams kind of sitting on the outside looking in at the top 25 right now. Currently actually watching North Carolina versus Pitt. Um, what's the score? Pitt's up 13. Uh, North Carolina has 17, so Tar Heels are rolling right now. That's what I'm talking about. They've got the nice little fadeaway jumper from Pete Nance right there. But Duke-Miami should be a really good one, you know, kind of depending on how both those teams play on Saturday. 
Um, but definitely one I think you might want to check out on Monday night if you're not doing anything. And then another, there's the big, big one on Monday. Texas and Kansas, you know, both these teams win this weekend on Saturday. They'll both probably still be in the top 10. Kansas, I think, will be in the top 10 regardless. Um, but this should, should be a dogfight, an awesome Big 12 battle, you know, kind of having some Big 12 championship seedings, um, possibilities, stuff like that, you know, as well as NCAA tournament seeding. So it's going to be a really big game for both these teams. And then Tuesday, man, Super Tuesday, all, every Tuesday is always loaded with fucking games. Marquette and UConn, both of them are currently in the top 25. I would be surprised if they fell out. UConn might if they lose. Um, I don't know if they play this weekend or not. I believe that they do. But that should be another big one. You know, that one should really have some impact on Big East as a whole. So that should be a really fun one to watch. Rutgers versus Indiana. You know, I'm really thinking that Indiana pulls off the upset. Rutgers has been really good this year. I could see it being a letdown spot for Indiana. And Rutgers going in there and getting the upset. So that's why I'm really intrigued by that one. Auburn, Texas A&M, another one, you know, if Auburn does win this weekend, really important um, to keep that momentum rolling against Texas A&M. But at the same time, if they lose, both these teams, you know, have been playing okay all year. They've been a little bit up and down here and there, but both um, looking like possible tournament teams. Um, I, I, I do feel like Buzz Williams at home could get the job done, especially if Auburn does lose to Tennessee this weekend. I could see a little skid coming from the Tigers. NC State, Virginia. Um, NC State's kind of quietly been under the radar there. They've been playing really good, um, but you know this would be a real opportunity for them to try to prove that they can get into the tournament and be a wrecking force. You know, UVA sitting in the top 15, I believe, right now. They're playing really good basketball. I, I do see them winning this one, but it could be a really good opportunity for NC State. And the last one on Tuesday, TCU, Kansas State. I've talked about these teams a lot this year. I do love both these teams. I think both these teams have a really good chance to make it deep in the tournament, mostly based off of their talented guard play that they have. You know, it's kind of a key factor to getting deep um, in in March. Um, so I, I, this should be another one that plays really big into the Big 12 standings, you know, as well as overall standings. We have both these teams sitting in top 20 right now. Both these teams sitting in, I think, top 15 even right now. So, you know, those top four seeds are really up for grabs right now. They got to really finish out strong here. A good opportunity to get a good quad one, quad two win, however that system works. Wednesday, a couple more good games to close out the week. Um, or before my next episode, Iowa State, West Virginia should be a really good one. Um, Iowa State, like I said, on a little bit of a skid here. As long as they can bounce back about against Kansas, I think they could win that game. But if they, if they fall again to Kansas going into a place like the uh, West Virginia, Playing a Bob Huggins team, this is a really good West Virginia team. They just pulled off the almost pulled off the oh no, they did pull off the upset against Auburn last weekend. So a really good opportunity for West Virginia as well. So Iowa State really can't afford to you know lose four in a row at that point. So that should be a really really fun one to watch. Oklahoma Baylor, you know Baylor's been kind of quiet this year, but they've been playing really good basketball. Um, and Oklahoma obviously had that huge upset against Oklahoma, Alabama last weekend. I don't remember who they were playing this weekend. I think they had some top 25 opponent. Um, but really good opportunity for Oklahoma to get another big win. You know, Porter Moser's really putting together a good team this year. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, how Oklahoma's shooting looks on any given night. And because Baylor is a really good team defensively. Last game. Don't know too much about this, but I do know San Diego State is ranked. Um, San Diego State and Utah. I'm gonna probably check that one out. I don't know too much. Didn't didn't really didn't dive into it, obviously. Um, but that should be a fun one to watch. I saw Utah State only lost five or six games, maybe even less. They having a pretty good season. You know, San Diego State obviously ranked, so that should be a really good one. I, I'm hoping as well on Wednesday. But that's just my college basketball. It's kind of how I'm gonna keep 
doing it from here on out until about until March Madness kicks up. Now for just my NFL thoughts on last weekend's games. Um, Eagles 49ers, we'll start there. You know, obviously the first one. The biggest takeaway was the fact that, you know, if Kyle Shanahan uses that challenge leg, maybe that game goes differently. Biggest takeaway for me is for the 49ers, they really got to start finding a quarterback, man. They got to find a long-term solution. You know, there was talks about Tom Brady coming in for a year. But at this point, like, I'm like, you got to rock with Brock Purdy. You got to rock with uh, Trey Lance. You got to do something, you know, trade one out. Don't even trade him. Who knows? That's just the biggest question mark because that 49ers roster is really in prime position to win a Super Bowl. The Eagles, on the other hand, I, I don't think they're that good, but I do know that they're going to win this Super Bowl because the script's already been written. It's already been released. I've, I've said this before. I know I have. Uh, I've tweeted about it. So Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm already telling you that right now, so I don't have to tell you again next week, but I will tell you again next week. Bengals and Chiefs, you know, I obviously was rooting for Joe Burrow and hate to see Patrick Mahomes win. I hate him. I wouldn't say I hate Patrick Mahomes. I just hate how good he is. I hate his wife. I hate his brother. And that's pretty much the extent of my hatred for him. I don't like Travis Kelsey either. I think he's a douchebag, just being honest. Sorry, Travis. But pissed off that the Chiefs won. Of course I was. But, you know, I just hated the way that that game had to end. You know, I know that Joseph Asai, you know, didn't mean to do it. And I know that, you know, he was clearly out of balance. But at the same time, I do feel like that's somewhat of a stupid rule. I mean, he... He's trying to make a play, you know, how's he supposed to slow down? You know, he's right there. He's going to push him. Everyone's going to do that. Patrick Mahomes with an all-time LeBron-level flop. He's a fucking bitch. Everyone knows that. I think he fucking blows his whole ankle out. He never fucking plays it down again. I don't actually mean that. I knocked on wood. That's what that sound was. But Bengals, I think they're in prime position to still be back here next year. I mean, they're going to keep. It's got to work on that offensive line. You know, it was, it was an amazing game. One of the better games I've watched in the NFL in a long time. You know, Burrow dealing with a bad offensive line, Mahomes dealing with no real good wide receivers, and they both showed out and made the plays that they had to and did their best effort. So, all-around good game, but pissed off, obviously. Like I said, Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, so I don't even doesn't doesn't bother me that much. I'm just happy Joe Burrow's not getting the L, I guess. So, but that's today's show. I enjoy you sticking around. I hope that uh, I can keep bringing good product to you. I hope you stick around. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, you know, send to your friends, send to the Chiefs fans, send to somebody that wants to suck Patrick Mahomes' dick. Whatever you do, tell him I said, fuck you, you're a worthless piece of shit. That's just how it's going to be today. Um, but I enjoy sticking around. But for now, your boy Titties is out. <laughs>